Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. You know, when we talk about do you love your work, I guess we could reframe that, really. The way we define work means it's only work if you'd rather be doing something else. Because we almost imply by the word work that it's something we don't want to do. So maybe we ought to call it something else. We need a new work for doing what combines your talent, your passion, and money as we talk about week after week. Well, this is Dan Miller. Hey, welcome into the holiday seasons. Great time of year. Great time of year to be reflecting. We've got some reader comments today that reflect back on what they did or did not accomplish, and certainly a great time to be looking forward. Our partner sponsor today is Casper Mattresses. I'm going to tell you an interesting story about a recent house guest we had on our Casper Mattress, so hang around for that. Well, our theme today is going to be who's writing the story of your life. Got a quotation that'll go along with that in just a minute? Kind of unpack that. Here's some questions we're going to address. Somebody says, I love being in college, but hate going to class. Should I continue? Got a phenomenal story from a young guy who's in college with scholarships, but having the quandary, knowing that he doesn't want to be there. Should he continue? Well, I'll, I'll read some of his story and want your input on a, what advice should we give this young guy? A lot of you have probably been in that situation or know somebody who is or have children who are. So uh, got a great story to share. Scott says, I have a new Christmas piano CD that has been getting great reviews, but I've only sold a few. What do I need to do? Another listener wants to know, how regulated is homeschooling in Tennessee? Well, I got some input from my daughter. We can talk about that. I'm 30 years old and have recently started a small business in construction. I take my work seriously and always go the extra mile, but I know there's more out there for me. Here's another one. I'm a 19-year-old young man with a passion for farming. I don't have much money to get started, but the thought of working for several years doing something I don't like makes me cringe. Well, here's our quotation. Comes from John Maxwell. I heard it just recently on a podcast, actually my friend Jeff Brown's Read to Lead podcast, where he interviewed John Maxwell in his new book, Intentional Living. And John says this, most people don't write their story, they read it. Someone else wrote it. Wow, ouch, I cringe just thinking about that. Most people don't write their story, they read it. Someone else wrote their life story. Well, you can write your own. You know, I think I ought to get a little book where we have on the cover, you know, the greatest life ever lived or something like that. And then just open it up and it's blank pages and you get to write your own story. And that's what we're doing every day, writing our own story. Nothing gets removed. Everything stays in there, negative or positive. Just be aware of that. Every action you do today is part of your ongoing life story. Well, let me tell you a little bit about our sponsor, Casper Mattresses. I mean, you know mattresses usually cost over $1,500. Got like Casper Mattresses start out between $500 for a twin-size mattress, $750 for a full-size, or $850 for a queen-size, $950 for a king-size. Of course, I'm going to tell you how to get $50 off of that anyway, just by using our promo code. 
We, we had a friend here recently, Joanne's best friend from California. Irene was here. So she flew in on the very first night. She had heard me talk about the Casper mattress. So she requested the bedroom that has the Casper mattress in it, which is also our Africa themed room. So she chose that room. Well, the next morning we thought, well, she must've really been tired. She didn't get up to almost 10 o'clock. She came out and it was like, what happened to me? I've never slept that long in my life. Uh, she knew she was tired, but she was amazed. She said the bed was just, it put her in a coma. She couldn't believe the depth of her sleep. And of course, woke up refreshed and ready to go. But uh, sleeping on the Casper mattress. Now, you've heard me talk about it. They have fair prices. They have just the right sink, just the right bounce. I mean, they have two technologies, latex foam, memory foam, come together for better nights and brighter days, just like Irene experienced. They have a free risk, a risk-free trial and return policy. You can try sleeping on it for a hundred days. And if you don't like it, you return it. Mattresses are made in America. Of course, I love the way they come shipped to you. UPS delivers them in a reasonably sized box. When you open the box, it expands. You better have it in the room you want it in to open the thing up. But again, we've got what we've got our king size mattresses, $950. And you can get $50 off toward a mattress by visiting casper.com slash sleep you love. Now that's our unique URL. Go to casper.com slash sleep you love and then use sleep you love as the code. That's how you get it. Take advantage of that. Great way to start off the year. You'll, you'll accomplish your goals better if you sleep better. I want you to experience that. Well, let me tell you some of the things that are happening in the 48 Days community. We got some really great blogs that are being written over there. Now, I'm going to integrate some of the success stories into, our, into the body of the questions today. But I'm going to have just a short section here to remind you some of the blogs that are being written in 48days.net. Jesse Thomas has one on how to make sure you get the right website. You know, that's an ongoing thing. And it's something that I want to address with our coaching mastery people, because I find they're spending way too much time getting the website up and running, perfecting all the look, the feel, the functionality and all that. That's such a small part of your overall success. Don't spend a lot of time with that. Get something up, but get going. And, Personally, I mean, frankly, I'm, I'm looking for a good solution. Now, we've got coachingwebsites.com where people can go and just plug in and just start paying a monthly fee. But I want something that allows a little more personalization to that, something that uses a WordPress template. But if you or somebody you know um, has kind of a set package you li- you'd like to offer our coaches, golly, let me know. Just shoot an email to me at dan at 48days.com. I'd love to talk to you about that. We want something to offer our coaches. But Jesse Thomas has a great blog on how to make sure you get the right website, what to ask. Don't just hope and wish and dream that the web's webmaster is going to read your mind and give you something magical. You need to be real clear on what you want it is, what you want that website to accomplish. Marcy Travis continues to crank out some really interesting blogs, but has one on working on your dream job goals. I read one of hers this week where she talked about job opportunities in St. Croix. Down in the down in the um, you know the, the Virgin Islands area, that wow you know sometimes people think it's not possible to work in a place that would be like a vacation destination as well. Well, it is. I mean, Jared, my son, he and his family live 
in Nusara, Costa Rica. You can check that out. I mean, that is a highly sought after destination as a vacation spot. That's where they live and work and raise their three little kids. And there's a, there's a post up three ways cycling improves resilience by Holly Shearer. Thank you for all of you for, for doing those. We're going to move right through those. Matter of fact, I'm going to just, I'm going to go right into our questions here. So we'll get a quick, quick rendition of Queen here. We are the champ. Just to remind you, if you've got a story, you want to submit your own success story, I'd love to hear it. You can just go to the 48days.com site, click on Ask Dan, and you'll see an opportunity there to submit your question. Or you can just send it to me directly at askdan at 48days.com. Lots of stories out there. Lots of stories that we're hearing right here at the end of the year. People that are looking back and realizing, wow, I did knock it out of the park this year. Some of the stories that we're hearing about people who are not just getting a 3 to 4% increase in compensation, but have doubled, tripled, quadrupled their income by being creative in what they're doing. And of course, we're going to continue to share a lot of those stories. Got some things coming up in January that I want to share that'll be unique opportunities that some of you could take advantage of as well. Well, Eric has a question. He, well, it's actually not a question. He, he shared that uh, he's been thinking about his business goals for 2016. He says, your feedback is encouraged. But he has real specific goals identified. And I thought it was a good example of how specific to be in goals that you want to accomplish. Eric says, I will deliver speaking and workshop programs 25 times in 2016, with 80% of those being for fee. All right. I will engage in coaching relationships with five new clients in 2016. I will update my, upgrade my website at Dare to Be Amazing be more targeted, be based on the WordPress platform in 2016. I will serve four new consulting clients in 2016. I will conduct my first ever webinar on leadership in 2016, already scheduled. I will attend the Speak It Forward Boot Camp in 2016. That's Kent Julian's Boot Camp for Speakers. Uh, through one to seven, the things he listed, I will grow the revenue for my business by 15% in 2016. Now, I love that kind of very specific goals. I did an interview this week with John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire that I'll air sometime in January as part of his launch for his Freedom Journal. That is a cool thing that he's doing. But we talked about the five characteristics that goals have to have. Went through that SMART acronym, S-M-A-R-T. And I, I talked specifically about the T, having a timetable. There has to be a timetable. If you have goals out there, but don't have a timetable, it's just a wish, a dream, a hope. Nah, to make it specifically, a goal needs to have a timeline. Incidentally, if you need a help, if you need help kind of laying out what your goals are going to be for 2016, grab my new resource. Now, I've always had a goal planning worksheet, but we've upgraded it dramatically. Brian Dixon helped me upgrade it. And it's really cool looking and also in the functionality in terms of how you can fill it out. But it helps you identify what do you want to accomplish, not just financially or in your career, but in other areas as well, in family, in the community, socially, personal development, spiritually, physically, you know, those things. So go to 48days.com slash 2016. That's it. Real easy. Just go there. You can get the free worksheet and it'll help you work through, clarify what it is that you want to accomplish. 
Now, this is kind of a continuation of that because this comes from Charles, who says, in August of 2014, I posted a question to you about taking your six-month challenge in regard to reading, encouraging, and uplifting books every day for six months, and then at the end of the six months, you wanted to hear about the results, positive or negative. Now, if you remember that, you know, and I throw that out at any given time, that I think you can double now, for most people, now, obviously, if you're already a really refined, clarified, crystallized, direction-taking, action-taking person, it may not be possible to double your income. But for most people, I really believe you could double your success, double your income as well in six months if you spend 30 minutes a day. If this is not an already a habit for you, if you start and continue spending 30 minutes a day reading or listening to positive, uplifting books and resources. So Charles is talking about that. As a result of your challenge, I wanted you to know that on November 1st, I released my first solo instrumental Christmas album on iTunes, Amazon and CD Baby. Here's how that came about. My story actually starts in January of 2014. I'd been listening to you as well as Dave Ramsey, for a little while, and that was the first year I actually sat down and wrote out goals for 2014 on a piece of paper. And he goes on and says that he really got bogged down. Bought 48 Days to the Work You Love, but only went through the first five chapters, only got through day 16, where he made his resume. And he says, needless to say, I did not make any more progress on the 48 Days process. And by October, wasn't reading or doing any more of the steps. I had become a failure in the six-month challenge. Well, that kind of, kind of self-diagnosis here, doesn't he, on that. So if you don't do it for six months, now I'm not saying that if you miss a day, you're dead in the water and have failed. But I mean, talking for the most part, you're consistent for that six-month period where you spend 30 minutes a day listening or reading. Yep, it's going to transform your life. Cannot help but do that. Charles continues on January 1st, 2015. I decided to sit down and look at the goals that I had set the year before and see how I had done on them. When I looked at my list of goals, I realized I had not achieved a single one of them. Not only that, but I went backward on some of the goals. I was quite disappointed with myself, decided that something needed to change. So I sat down to make a new list of goals. I used your guide of seven areas in life to make those goals. Ended up with six pages of goals, a little over the top, I also committed myself to one thing that at the end of 2015, I was going to accomplish at least some of these goals. So he goes on from there and talks about, he did, you know, got in gear, did some things that he had never done before, produced us an instrumental album. He has more goals set up, obviously, for 2016. He says, I've already formulated some of my goals for next year. These include two more albums, as well as continuing to get my music into TV and film, there may even be a blog and a possible ebook in 2016. Now I read a book about every two to three months. Enjoy listening weekly to your podcast, as well as those of Dave Ramsey, and Michael Hyatt. I still massively failed your challenge, but in that failure, I have found the motivation and the focus to move forward in things that I almost completely gave up on. You have shown me a path to growth in my life. Thank you for your wisdom and resources for sharing it with us. I look forward to continually learning from you. And then he has a link to his uh, Christmas album there. Well, Charles, you know, you, you've really done a great job of introspection, identifying where you are, why you failed. It was just not continuing to take those action steps. Not unexpected at all that you got the results. But sometimes the first step 
to really unlocking our ultimate success is just acknowledging, being realistic about where we are. I mean, that's a great way to get started. Just be realistic about that. Geez, I bombed out. I didn't follow through. I didn't take action. I wasn't consistent and persistent. Those things that it takes to really change, move the needle forward in your life. Again, if you want a, a tool to help you with that, you know, please go grab our free goal planning worksheet. 48days.com slash 2016. 48days.com slash 2016. You know, one of the things that I have uh, had is kind of a thorn under my side. Now, you know, I, I, I have to frame this because I know a lot of people are really concerned about their weight. This is a time of year when everybody wants to lose weight. Well, I mentioned yesterday on one of my mastermind calls that I've had this little nagging 10 pounds that I really say that I want to lose. And I've had that for two years and I really haven't changed much. Well, of course, my mastermind called me to task on that instantly and said, when are you going to lose that? So I committed. That was on when we, we had that call. It was December the 8th. And I looked at the calendar and I said, by Groundhog Day, February 2nd, I'm going to lose that. Well, Aaron Walker in there challenged me to that. I sent him a shot of my scale this morning with the reading. And I said, here's my starting point. And he's challenged me. He says, if I don't hit my goal February 2nd, he wants, he wants me to provide him with a lifetime supply of Harry's razors, which I've agreed to do. So I better be stocking up on Harry's razors or lose the 10 pounds by February 2nd. So I'll keep you posted on that, but I'm confident that I can do that. But it's, it's one of those things where I don't think I ever really made the commitment before. It was just kind of those, one of those want tos, hope to wish to dream to. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't real. But if I make it real and I know that I'm going to have to cough up a lifetime supply of Harry razors to my friend, Aaron Walker, if I don't do it, yeah, I'll do it. I'll get it done. Well, speaking of goals, we, we got a whole lot of people who are requesting information about being facilitators for the 48 days to the work you love workshop, a brand new workshop developed by Terry Hathaway. It's awesome. Awesome material, the way it's laid out. New workbooks, they're in. We got a, a new shipment into those, so we're ready to go. And we're looking for, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for 1,000 business partners for that 48-day seminar. Now, here's the deal, and I'll lay this out. I'm going to do a little video to explain this. If you want to do that in your church, as a lot of people are doing, and just do it as a volunteer, contributing, adding value to people, we love that you want to do that. And we commend you on doing that. And we'll work with you on doing that, you know, give you wholesale pricing on the kits to do that. But we also get excited about the idea of a whole lot of you who want to have new revenue coming in. You want a business model. You don't want to have to create something totally on your own. You can work with us. We'll walk you through how to do this and position you to make money from doing the seminars. Let me give you a quick example. The seminar package's wholesale price is $67. That includes the hardback, the workbook, the rhetoric of the day, the personality profile, other goodies, the 48 candies, the whole thing. $67. Heck of a deal. But it would be reasonable. We're going to have it on as an online course, as an example, for $397. That'll be the online version where somebody can buy one at a time. I mean, the, the kits, you can't buy just one for your own use. It's just not the way it's set up. 
We want you to go through the process either with a facilitator or online with my training that you'll get there. So those are the only options for going through it yourself. Unless you want to be a facilitator, then you get access to all the material, all the training yourself. But let's say you want to be a facilitator. So you put together a group and you're going to advertise it through your local chamber of commerce. You're going to have 20 people in there and you're going to promote it at $467. Let's just do that. $467. That would be a really reasonable price for a six week workshop. Now, if you compare that to like Stephen Covey's plan time planning seminars or some of the uh, Brian Tracy materials or Tony Robbins or even Dale Carnegie. I mean, most of those are going to be in a $1,500 range. So we're talking, that'd be very reasonable to have a six week workshop on 48 days to the work you love for $467. But if you did that and you had 20 people attend your cost being $67, I made the math easy, $67, that would be 20 people where your net profit on each of them is $400. So that'd be $8,000. That's the kind of model that we want to lay out for you. Help you understand how to do that. And that would be a midpoint price range to do it at that. If you want to do it in personal coaching, you could have a $2,500 package of coaching where you walk somebody through where your cost of the materials is still $67. So those are the kind of things that we're helping people get up to speed on. We want to have 1,000 business partners for the 48 day seminar. If you're interested in getting more information on that, talking to Terry Hathaway, going through our initial training on that, we'd be delighted to talk to you about it to see if it really is a fit, but you can start that process by just going to 48 days.com slash acres. And you're going to start right off by getting a free copy of acres of diamonds and uh, go on from there. Now the, I got a question here from Andrew. Now Andrew's the young guy who is, stuck in college. He has a very lengthy overview of this on 48days.net as one of the forum questions there. So you can go through this and I mean, it reads like a novel. Uh, It's just an amazing introspective overview of that, but I'm going to give you the short version that he sent me to share on the podcast. This is from Andrew. He says, I'm a 19 year old entrepreneur from Wisconsin. I have a successful online sales business Uh, that I describe here. He's got a two minute application video that, that won him the young entrepreneur of the year in Wisconsin. So this guy already won young entrepreneur of the year in his state. Now get this. Andrew says, I'm now a freshman in college at the university of Minnesota. I love it here, but hate being in class regurgitating textbook facts and pursuing a degree instead of an education is not for me. I'm desperate to leave traditional education behind and start crafting a 21st century entrepreneurial career. The only thing holding me back is I have enough scholarships to completely cover an additional semester of school. Now that's part of his longer story. He went out and raised $35,000 in little scholarships that he accumulated. So uh, being in school, he's not accumulating debt as a true entrepreneur. He knows better than that. So he has the money to continue going to school for another semester. And he's actually being paid to go to school, but he's questioned reasonably. So should I accept the funding for one more semester of college and learn as much as I can, or should I follow my heart and begin the entrepreneurial life I've been dreaming about for years? (laughs) Now, Yeah, he says in his longer version, 
He said, I know I don't belong in college classes. I would never pay for this sort of education myself. My parents don't agree with my reasoning that being paid to go isn't worth it, isn't worth much if I'm not getting anything out of it. They remind me how hard I worked for the scholarships and tell me I should stay the course. But I think that's the same reasoning I hear people on Dan's podcast use to justify staying in a career path they despise just because that's what they majored in. So he goes right all the way through, even while he's in school, he's making money on his side business. But his question really is, should he accept the funding, the scholarships, and go for another semester of college? Now, this is, this is an interesting and a really important question. He's 19, so he's very young. Is it going to deter him from a good career path if he spends three more years getting a college degree? Nah, in the long scope of things, that's gonna, not going to be a big deal. Here's my reply. Here, here's my thinking, though. And if you're interested in giving Andrew input, just jump on over to 48days.net. Look at the train that's ongoing there. He's getting some amazing input from people who are coaching him through this. With every variation possible, my personal response, Andrew, I think you've done an incredible job and have been very introspective in describing your situation. I think you've done an amazing job of coaching yourself and have clearly identified the best option. All the green lights are pointing in one direction. (laughs) I think I'm going to leave it with that. I think Andrew can figure out what my heart is telling me and figure out what my direct advice would be. But I'd be interested to hear from you, the listeners. 19-year-old, he's smart enough to get scholarship money to fund his college. Should he just put in his time there? Or should he go ahead and at 19 pursue what he knows is going to be a, a career path for him? You know, I had somebody recently, and we, sh- we talked about it on here, who said they got their degree from Blobopod University. Blobopod. Blogs, books, and podcasts. Isn't that cool? So I, I suspect Andrew's going to get his degree as well from Blobopod University. Now, this comes from um, Scott, Scott Harpool, who asked the question about his music. He said, here's the deal. I think my greatest need is in marketing. I know people like and need my products. However, if I could get a million eyeballs to see them, then everything would be wonderful. I have a new Christmas piano CD. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just play you a little clip of this while I'm talking. We'll listen to it. Beautifully done. This is Scott's new Christmas CD. He says, it's been getting great reviews, but I've only sold a few and a few have been purchased on iTunes. I'm also sending a CD to the sanctuary as a thank you for all that you and Joanne are in my life. I already, I have it here. I've received it, Scott. Beautifully packaged. He says, what can I do to explode the amount of sales of my CD and my book in the way of marketing. I've also created a Facebook ad, but here's the real question. This is so common in our 48 Days community. So many of you are talented musicians. I mean, listen to the talent in the piano playing here. Just beautiful, beautiful music. But now let's take it, let's be realistic about 
the way the market is today. For one thing, physical CDs are pretty hard to justify. I know, yeah, there's still Adele and Taylor Swift, and you know, Luke Bryan, people out there who are selling physical CDs, but there's a real surge moving toward just electronic downloads. And for people to say, I don't care about the entire CD. I just want these two songs. So I'll just download them from iTunes. So there's that. I mean, people are in the driver's seat. I know my own children, when they see CDs, they cringe because it's not ecologically friendly. And they say, my gosh, why didn't you just get it digitally? And they know what they'll do with the CD. If it's something that they like, they're just going to download it and throw the CD away anyway. So the whole process of delivering has changed. Let me read you one more thing here is from another musician. And then I'm going to offer some, some tips. Kevin from Sarasota, Florida says, Hey Dan, I know you get a lot of questions from musical artists looking for different ways to earn an income inside backpacker magazine. I found an outside of the box way to make money playing music. Uh, one of somebody there recommended that for $5,000, you can hire a band and have them appear in random places along the hiking trail to cover the hikers favorite songs. Just thought I had to share this with you so you could pass on even more interesting ways to earn an income. Now I love those kind of out of the box ideas. I mean, certainly, I mean, we've been to Christmas parties already where they've hired a piano player, you know, so you may make a hundred dollars an hour to be there and just play music. I mean, there's certainly opportunities to do that. Restaurants are really open to having musicians come in. We were at Macaroni Grill the other night and there was a young gal who walked around playing a violin. Well, she had out a tip jar right where you checked in to get your table and people just left generous tips as they left because she would come along and she would, she would take requests, play specific songs. Same thing is true at Miller's grocery where Joanne and I typically go on Friday nights. Uh, Jeff is a musician there has been there for about three years. There was a group that was there, the howling brothers who played for several years and they really built their audience at that restaurant and then became good enough, well-known enough to go out and open for some other acts and then typically then went out in a typical fashion on the road themselves and have done extremely well. So there are those kind of ways, you know, build an audience at a particular restaurant where you build your audience and reputation and do that. But I want to give you an example of, of another guy who is a musician. He's a pianist like you are, Scott, and he's done pretty well with that. I'll give you a hint right here. Hey, this is John Tesh, host of Intelligence for Your Life, and you're listening to my good buddy, Dan Miller. You know, finding your purpose and passion is the first step to living out intelligence in your own life. 48 days can show you the way. Now, back to Dan. Well, John Tesh. Now, think about what he's done. Now, John is a classic example of somebody who knew they were in the wrong career and just had the guts to make a change. I mean, he tells this very openly himself. He was co-host for Entertainment Tonight. He was being paid one and a half million dollars a week, um, a year, one and a half million dollars a year for four half days a week. That was the deal. That was the gig. I mean, how many of you like to have a gig like that? Four half days, 1.5 million. 
and stand in front of a camera, smile, and tell celebrities' birthdays. But because it was such an inane job, he felt like it was the low point of his career. He wanted to play the piano. He wanted to produce music. He quit that. Much to the dismay of some people who know and love him, but he quit that and started doing concerts. One of his first concerts was the one he did at Red Rocks out in Colorado. And it was just a classic example of everything going wrong. He mortgaged the house. His wife, Connie Selica, you know, beautiful gal. We did a cruise with them a couple of years ago. But anyway, just a dynamite couple. But, you know, mortgaged their house to produce the concert live at Red Rocks. About halfway through now, if you know that, it's it's like you're right in the canyon area. It's beautiful, beautiful scenery around it, but it's totally open. And about halfway through the concert that he'd worked months and months to get ready for, it started raining. The orchestra grabbed their instruments and hit the trail. They're out of there. There goes his orchestra. He thought, what am I going to do? He continued playing. He continued playing that big grand piano in the rain. I mean, you can look it up. It became one of his most popular CDs, him playing in the rain at Red Rocks, and launched him into this new season of his own career. And of course, now he has intelligence for your life. But if you think about what he does with his music, I mean, you musicians and artists, think about the example here. Yeah, he does concerts. He has tons of music that is used, you know, in background music for in elevators and dentist office. But the real core of his income is from intelligence for your life. Now, that's a very robust business with information on life issues. But it's presented as a syndicated radio show with advertisers that pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for promotion there. So his music is not the primary focus, although that's his primary business. I mean, his primary passion. But, but remember, you know, and you hear me talk about this, if you can't make money from your passion, it's just a hobby. But if you can link it with something else that makes money, you can still include it. And that's really what John has done. And, and Scott, you're going to have to come up with something like that. I don't think you will ever thrive financially from having a musical CD you know, of instrumental piano Christmas music. Beautifully done, inspirational, people love it, but it's never going to translate into reasonable income. It's got to be combined with something else. I mean, if you, if you can have it included as, you know, part of the, uh, part of the Happy Meal at McDonald's, I mean, that would be a ludicrous example, but, you know, something like where it's coattailed with something that has a lot of traction and gets a lot of visibility. But it's going to have to be some kind of a robust business idea that embraces your music, but is not focused totally on that tough issue. We'll, we'll visit that again. I'm sure Eric from California says, Dan, you mentioned in a recent podcast that your grandchildren are unschooled. My wife and I love this concept and are currently homeschooling our kids and try as much as possible to give them an unschooled learning experience. My question for you is how regulated is homeschooling in Tennessee? We live in California, which, believe it or not, is actually known as a low-regulation state for homeschool. With that said, we see that changing over time, as everything in California does, continues to have more and more government intervention. I've researched different states to see which allow greater homeschooling freedom, and Tennessee appears to be one of the more highly regulated ones. As this is a state we have considered moving our family to, I was curious if your family had experienced any challenges with the state interfering with the unschooling process. Thanks for your input on this. Well, wow, great question. 
and we homeschooled our kids. And I, I talk about our grandkids and I just grabbed my daughter, Ashley, when your question came in and ask her, now, she just returned from an entire month in Costa Rica, hanging out with our son, Jared, but visiting and other things. I mean, we picked them up at the airport last night, Ashley and her husband, Nathan, their three little girls. And we spent hours just talking about their experiences. The little girls talking about going to a volcano, running through a jungle at night, had pictures of red eyed tree frogs that they held and talked about getting stung by red ants and seeing manta rays. I mean, wow, what a rich, rich education, but they, they weren't in a classroom. They were just experiencing the world as it is with everybody they met as their teachers. Well, what Ashley does, they are technically under the umbrella of an organization and you can be part of that no matter where you are. It actually is located here in Tennessee, but it's the farm and it's the farm community. That's the website, the farm community. She reports attendance and grades. Now, attendance of course is always a hundred percent because I mean, as I'm recording this right now, those three little girls are here in the sanctuary at an art class where, where there's grown up people, there's grown up ladies here, but they're here as part of that. Is that a legitimate part of their schooling? Absolutely. Just like being in Costa Rica for a month was, but no matter where you are now, we, we did not, we, we had another school that we were under the umbrella. Same thing. We submitted attendance and grades. There really isn't much oversight. It's not heavily regulated at all. Ashley will assure you of that. I'd be happy to hook you up with her if you want to talk to her more about that. Well, hey, just a reminder here that we're going through questions, real-life questions from people just like you and me, the fun opportunities and challenges we encounter every day out here in the real world. If you got a question you'd like me to address here, I'd be happy to include that in an upcoming show. Just go to 48days.com site, click on Ask Dan. You can submit it there in writing, or you can just shoot it directly to me as an email at askdan at 48days.com. Oren says, I'm currently 30 years old and have recently started a small business in construction. I feel that entrepreneurship is my calling, and I've been in construction for the entirety of my career. However, I'm passionate about personal growth and development, as well as empowering others. I love hearing the success stories from all the listeners, but they all seem to be in other industries. And I'm curious if you have or know of successes, success stories from individuals in my industry, construction. Building custom decks is my target niche, but I don't feel that I'm fulfilling my purpose just from simply building with my hands. I take my work seriously and always go the extra mile, but I know there's more out there for me. Is there a way to integrate my passion into my career? Golly, great framing of your question, Oren. 30 years old, small business and construction. You feel that entrepreneurship is my calling. You've really clarified some important concepts just in the way that you wrote your question. In 48 Days to the Work You Love, I make a distinction between calling, career, and job. A calling is the big picture. I mean, that ought to include, you know, the legacy we want to live, how we want to improve the world, you know, those kind of big concepts. 
Career is a subset of that. Let me, let me walk you through an example. Let's say that as part of your calling, you want to help reduce pain and suffering in the world. I mean, that would be a very legitimate part of one's calling. Now, what could we come up with as a career, as an application of that? Well, you could be a nurse, you could be a physician, you could be a massage therapist, a sports trainer, but really you could be a politician, pastor, missionary, teacher. I mean, all of those would be legitimate careers where you could help in some way reduce pain and suffering in the world. I mean, Scott Harrison, I was just reading an article, well, seeing some notes from Jeremy Cowart, who was at the recent fundraiser that Scott Harrison is famous for. Scott is the founder of Charity Water, raises millions of dollars and produces, you know, puts together wells in parts of the world where they don't have access to clean water. Is he helping reduce pain and suffering in the world? Absolutely. So there's a whole lot of things that you could do as a career based on a calling that implies you want to help reduce pain and suffering in the world. Job then is just the smallest component. So in that example, if we took nurse as being one of the careers thing, well, you could be then have a job at Homestead Retirement Center here locally, or you could be in one of the clinics or in a doctor's office or at a hospital or in a dentist office. So job is the smallest component. But in the way that I've framed that, jobs can come and go. But that should never change your calling. Now, in your example, Oren, the way you laid this out, being an entrepreneur is the foundation of your career. I mean, the daily application of that, what business you're in, and you know, th- that will probably change several times. So don't see yourself as a deck builder, but rather as an entrepreneur. So that's part of it. So Learn all you can. Do a great job. Serve your customers extremely well. But it's not uncommon at all for an entrepreneur to change what they do. Here's another example, and I've shared this before, I'm sure, but the guy who does my yard work, they've taken care of our yard work for over 15 years now. But he came to me a few years ago and said, you know, gee, we're doing really well. I've grown my business. I'm debt-free. Got great equipment, great guys. But I want to grow my business. You know, how can I do that? There's a whole lot of people who are landscape yard maintenance guys. I said, yeah, you're right. You have to do something that makes you more distinct. But I said, rather than just adding on more equipment and adding on another 60 yards a week that you mow, why don't you look for something where you could provide an additional service to people you already have as customers? And that's exactly what he's done. So now he does gazebos and stamped concrete sidewalks and water features and stone walls I mean, he's had customers like George Jones before George's death a couple of years ago where he did, you know, spent months and months and months on big projects on George and Nancy's property just down the road here. But that's the kind of things that Noe has gotten into, just gone deep with his customers. You'll do the same thing if, and recognize what you have to do is just stay attuned to the new opportunities that align with your construction skills but will set you apart from just being one more deck builder. Sounds like you're right on track. Well, tell you what, let me grab one more here. This comes from Graham who says, I'm a 19 year old young man with a passion for farming, more specifically building pastures and soils by grazing livestock. I've been farming on at least a small scale for over seven years. I've recently done a couple of internships, but I'm not farming right now. And I'm looking at how I can make this a career. 
As I'm sure you know from your background, farming requires a lot of front upfront capital to get going. But like most individuals my age, again, 19 years old, I don't have much money to get started. I could work full-time doing something else in order to raise capital, but I have little experience, credentials, or interest in other areas. And the thought of working for several years doing something I don't like makes me cringe. I appreciate any advice you can give me. Well, Graham, I love your question. Thanks for submitting that. You know, it's interesting to to hear people who are 19 years old being very impatient about getting on the right career path. And yet we see what history tells us over and over again. People often have a variety of experiences in those first few years of work. And then if when they're 45 or 50 or even 55, kind of figure things out, take a fresh look at how God has gifted them. We create a clear plan for application of that. And they go into the most productive 20 years of their lives. But that doesn't diminish the, the urgency of figuring things out when you're 19 at all. But I like the fact that you are so clear in the fact that you enjoy farming and that you want that to be your focus. Incidentally, you, you say that you want to build pastures and soils by grazing livestock. Would you please come help my neighbors? We have two young gals who have purchased the seven acres right next to ours and they have horses. Now the people that lived there prior to that really understood rotating grazing. These gals don't, they have let their horses overgraze, So there's nothing left but weeds and then they don't mow regularly. So the weeds mature and drop the seeds. So the horses eat what little grass was available and the weeds propagate themselves. All they need to do is just rotate and mow and it'd be beautiful all year long. Well, whatever. Uh, I wish you could help them. But here's my advice for you. And that is to learn on someone else's nickel. You don't have to have lots of capital and get started by yourself. Let me give you an example. My friend Bobby Brooks managed for years, for about 10 years, he managed Tim McGraw and Faith Hills Farm here in Franklin, Tennessee. Now they've moved on to other things and don't have as much property here in Franklin. Uh, They're developing an island of their own. But now Bobby is managing two farms for Carrie Underwood and her husband, Mike Fisher. He's also helping out my new neighbor, um, Luke Bryan, with his farm operation and managing the lake that he has. That's what Bobby does. Bobby is paid extremely well. I won't give you specifics, but trust me, he just built a gorgeous new house because he manages farms for high-profile celebrities. And my dad farmed, this was years and years ago, he farmed for a wealthy individual who owned a lot of land. My dad owned nothing, but got a share of the profits from that entire farm. And from that, he then saved money to buy his own. Those are the kind of things I would encourage you to do. Look at how you can come alongside someone else who already has property, a farm, help them be successful, and it'll unlock having the resources to then be successful on your own. Well, y'all, here we are. Well, a lot of people aren't stuck in that J-O-B, for sure. Moving on to a whole lot of other things. Right here at the end of the year, moving into Christmas time, wonderful time to take a fresh look at where you are and what you want 2016 to be for you. Don't forget to download that worksheet if you need that, 48days.com slash 2016. Hey, if you want to talk to us about being one of our business partners for the 48 Days Workshop, we'd love to talk to you about that. 
48days.com slash acres. We'll get you connected with Terry Hathaway on that. Remember that quotation that I started off with from John Maxwell? Most people don't write their story. They read it. Someone else wrote it. Ouch. Don't want that be true for you. I know you want to write your own story. You have the capability to do that. You have the talent, the passion. Create an economic model. What 2016 can unfold for you will be unbelievable. Hey, thanks for being part of this amazing community where we are, in fact, finding or creating work that is meaningful, purposeful, productive, and profitable. This could be your chance, so take it. Are in your hands, and the world.